0: hello hello everybody um Welcome back to Finding Freedom in Finance. Of course, uh, my name's Braden, and let's jump right into it today. Like I said, hopefully you'll be seeing this as your second episode for this week. I know the first one was a little bit shorter, and this one will probably end up being a little bit shorter. So we'll see what we've got. But I think this is a very important topic that I want to dive into, and I'm going to call this the investment tree. Um, A lot of people are always focused about picking stock. I mean, I've done this, you know, picking stocks. You think, oh, I'm smarter. I can get a higher return than the S&P 500. And, you know, and it turns out what I found is that it's not really what you invest in, but it's where you invest, right? And, you know, it's not what you invest. Most professional fund managers trailed the S&P 500. It's very hard to eke out extra returns from doing extra from research and investing in individual stocks. But, you can actually do better just by being smarter about where you invest than what you invest in. And I think it's important to make that distinction because most people will never beat the market as far as um, annual annual returns. But you, what you can do is you can take advantage of some very important opportunities to make more money than the market by not having to do any extra research or anything like that. And I think it's very important the first place that you need to invest is you need to invest in yourself, right? You, you say, Okay, I have made my money, here's my paycheck, and I'm going to invest 20% of the payment my paycheck. Right? The first thing that you need to always do is invest in yourself. Now this can take the form of money, like for example, me buying this podcast mic. Or you can um invest in yourself by reading a book taking a course, I know they have lots of courses on places like Coursera, EDX, right? And the and just like some examples of why you should invest in yourself. The highest the S&P has returned over the past 20 years, the highest one-year return was around 30%. And the average return is around 12%, 10%, 10 to 12, 8 to 12%, depending on taxes and you know, a whole bunch of different, but we just like to average it out and say around 10%. But if you can take a course and learn a valuable skill that you can get a remote job for, right? Say you're making 40000 a year, year before, you take a coding class, a coding skills, you learn on your coding, right? I personally don't code, but one of the things about coding that's very unique is you actually don't need, from what I hear, um, as much educational experience and something like that because your body of work can speak for itself, right? So when you're applying for a coding job, what you can say is I coded this thing. I think, um, it's just about as hard as anything that I may code for you. Look at this. And even though I may not have the professional, well, not the professional, the educational experiences, I have this coding body of work. I've taken these classes on Coursera EDX. You get a coding job for 80,000, 80,000 a year boom that's a 50% year year um return every single year because you just went from 40 to 80,000 versus investing that money in the S&P and returning 10% a year right and it's absolutely crazy because you know think about think about this for a second um um pretty recently i dropped one of my airpods in the sink and it was crazy um Immediately after that, um, I didn't know if I had a warranty or anything like that. But in my head, I had already resigned myself that I was ready to drop $200 of my own money on AirPod Pros. But so it's easy to say, oh, yeah, um, I love I'll get a new new AirPods for 200. I will get a new phone for this. You break your phone. You're um, you're immediately ready to buy a new one. But then when it says, um, are you willing to pay 150 bucks for this course? Oh, no, no, no. That's a lot of money. Um, for a podcast mic oh no, no 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 that's a that's a lot of money but you you know at least in my case and i'll perfectly admit it when i dropped one of my airpods in the sink i was totally ready to drop 200 bucks on on the next one but i would never have started this podcast if i didn't get given a podcast mic for christmas right so it's incredible kind of the uh The skewed balance in our head that we have for consumerist items, for material goods versus goods that potentially could help you earn more money like a course or a podcast mic or something to build out a side hustle. Um, So, you know, that's that's often a place that's very overlooked, um, investing in yourself and things that can make you better and things that can potentially increase your earning power. Because you can only invest so much. Like, you're capped on how much you can invest based on how much you earn, right? And the number one way, you can talk about penny-pinching all day, and I think that's something that's very important, is trying to maximize the amount you're willing to invest. But at some point, you have to increase your earning power. And that's one of the, and the most important thing to do, is always invest in yourself first. Okay, so, you know, now that I've talked about investing in yourself, Um, you've done all you can there and you just want to invest some money in the market, right? Now, now is most likely not the time for you to spend hours upon hours researching these individual stocks that you think are going to go to the moon and then invest in those and lag behind the S and P 500. You can do a simple strategy to beat the market while investing in the market. And the first and the most important thing is something like a 401k. Um, lots of employers offer it. It's a very important tax advantage account that employers match. Like, for example, I work at Walmart right now, just my summer job before I go back to school in the fall, and they will match 6% of my paycheck. So, um, you know, I'll put 6% of my paycheck in and they will double it. So before I even start what I'm investing in the 401k, before it even starts, before it even enters the market, I've already made 100% return on that mo- that money. It takes the stock market on average, I think it's something like seven years to double. So I've just saved seven years worth and now that extra money can start making me more money in the market. Obviously, right not right now, but in general, right? There's never been a 20-year period in the history of the United States that at the end of the 20-year period, the market has not been higher than at the beginning of that 20-year period. There's never been a time in history. So, even at the bottom of the two thousand eight recession, the bottom of the two thousand eight was higher than where the stock market was in nineteen eighty eight. So, you know, you you have you've already gotten a hundred percent return on your money. Plus, that extra money starts earning you even more money when the market starts going up. So, that is the most important thing. And always in the four hundred one k, always invest the matched amount and never anymore, because you can't access that money until you get old and retire. So it's important because your money doubles, and you'll have a lot of money once you hit retirement age, but there's no reason to go anywhere near past that matching amount, because then you'll never be able to touch that money, right? And the next important thing to understand is after that, then you can finally start doing other tax-advantaged accounts, right? If your employer doesn't offer a 401k, get an IRA, whether it's Roth or traditional. You won't have a matching amount or anything like that, but it will be tax advantaged. So, um, you will beat the market in that way that when you sell, um, you won't, you hopefully won't get taxed or have a lower tax burden. And depending on which one you do, they do different things. Um, for a Roth, whenever you cash it out, I think I mean, with, the, with the Roth IRA, your earnings are tax-free because that money you're investing has already been taxed, so it's tax-advantaged in that way. In a traditional IRA, your earnings aren't taxed until you withdraw, so it's pre-tax money that you're investing, and it gets taxed when you withdraw, so it's not taxed doubly, right? Your earnings, like when you go to invest in just your brokerage account, your money is taxed because it's taxed because... Um, it's just regular earnings, right? The money is deposited into your bank account, and the government takes out taxes. That's just how it works. Right? And then it's taxed again once you sell whatever you invested in and you take capital gains tax. But with raw but with um IRAs, you're either taxed beforehand or after, not both. Um so that's very tax advantaged and that's a way to help offset the money you know, offset technically to allow you to beat the market because you're not double taxed in that way. Also, depending on your health insurance, you might want to consider investing in a health savings account in HSA because it is also tax advantage and it can help you save and in any case of a medical emergency that you may need money for. And instead of just taking a, taking a um, hit out of your pocket, you can use an HSA, which has been tax advantage to help cover that. And you know HSAs make sense um, differently for different people depending on your, Um, Health insurance because some it may not be necessary for some people. It may just not be worth the time and effort But you know if it is one of those people and you kind of look into your situation to figure it out If you are one of those people that may be benefit from a tax-advantaged account like this um, Go for it because it's another way your earnings can grow and um, You can make money in this in the market and have it be tax-advantaged in a way like this finally now, with whatever's let over, you can finally put it in an investing account in your Robinhood, your Fidelity, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, whatever. Right? A lot of people—that's the first thing they go with their investment money because they want to play around in there. And why not? That's, that's what I've done. That's what I did for a long time. You know, because it's fun to try and pick out stocks or it's fun to invest in the market. But actually, the investment account is the last place you should be investing your money. Um. You know, or your crypto account or something like that. That is actually the last place you shouldn't be investing because you've got and like I said, you've got kind of this investment tree where what you need to do is you need to actually eke out every bit of tax savings, tax advantage, matching advantage. Right. One other thing that I have. At Walmart, is I can put in money if I invest in Walmart stock through this plan, Walmart will match 15%. So if I put $100 in, Walmart will put $15 in. So already I've already made a 15% return, or around a year and a half of investing in the stocks, just from investing it through this program. The money I may have invested anyway in my Fidelity account, I might have already invested it anyway, and heck, I might have even have bought Walmart stock. But now I can just put it straight into this program and already have made a 15% return on my money just from doing it through this thing. And so what you wanna do is you wanna take out every benefit and every tax deduction that you can before you finally get to your investment account. Because that's one of the most important things is that you will get double taxed or even triple taxed if you have dividends, right? Because if you have a dividend stock, you're taxed when you make the money, you're taxed on capital gains, and you're also taxed on dividend income because dividend income is treated as normal income, on your tax returns so you you know a lot of people make this mistake but it's kind of a filtering down a tree right the first thing you want to do is you always want to invest in yourself because at the end of the day it all comes down to earning power because like I said you can either grow what you invest in two ways Um, penny pinch save what you have or increase your earning power you just got to be careful with life inflation if you choose to go the second route So, you know, at the end of the day, that's one of the most important things. And one of the best ways you can get a return on your money is ending up making more money from it. And people have this skewed vision of um, spending money to improve themselves where, oh, I can't buy this $200 podcast mic, but I'll buy new AirPods in a heartbeat if one of mine drops in the sink, right? So that's the first kind of place on the tree. And then it branches out into different investing accounts, right? You can have a 401k. Where you get matched, you have an investment plan through a through a company if your company is publicly listed, or allows you to get shares if you're in like uh, if in like a small startup, right? Always take equity. Equity is very important. Um, yeah, equity is equity's king. Equity rules the world because um, if you look at all these billionaires, yes, they have a lot of money, but actually most of that money is tied up in equity of their businesses. So you can have something like a 401k or, you know, if you don't have that, you have an IRA, health savings account. But what you want to do is you kind of try to minimize your tax burden because that allows you to get more real gains. And finally, once you've exhausted all of these, all of that, all of these options, that's when you finally play with money in an investment account. Because, like I said, you get taxed on the income and taxed on the capital gains, right? It just filters down in your tax burden, just keeps increasing, Unless you use these other methods first, where you take this money and you invest in these places first. These are not, oh, with whatever I don't put in my brokerage account, that's what I'll put in my 401k or my R right? or even a health savings account. Because that's a lot less known as the HSA, but it's very important, too, because it's tax advantage. And I mean, everyone is going to have unfortunate uh, medical emergencies or medical problems that they're going to need money for. And the HSA allows you to save for those things in a tax advantaged way. So, you know, like I said, people always assume that the first place they're going to go with the money that they're going to invest is their brokerage account. But that's actually one of the last places you want to do it because it maximizes your tax burden. You want to start by increasing your earning power. And then from there, you want to minimize your tax burden. And all these other avenues are the best way to do that, to increase your real returns. Because The Uncle Sam Sam will take a bite out of your returns every time. And if you can minimize that any legal way you can, don't don't do fraud or anything like that, but every legal way that you can, you want to reduce your tax burden and keep those real earnings for yourself. And so your investment account is actually the worst place to do that and the last place you want to invest. And that's a very common misconception that I've seen and that I've made, which is why I think this episode is very important And even though it's going to be on the shorter side, you know, that kind of is what it is. But I think this is an important topic that is worth it because I see this mistake a lot and I've made it a lot. So I think it's important to kind of consider this. Like I said, you want to start by investing in yourself because that's where you can earn the most real return. Then you want to minimize your tax burden along the way and take advantage of any benefits you can. 401k is the best example of um, higher benefits through a matching program. And then you want to minimize your tax burdens with IRAs if you don't have a 401k and HSAs. And then finally you go to your investment account. And that's kind of what I like to call the investment tree, which is not coincidentally the name of this episode. And I think with that, that kind of um, concludes this one. Hopefully I'll be back pretty soon. I don't really have any ideas at the moment, but hopefully I'll find something that I find interesting and worth covering here on the podcast. And hopefully I will see you pretty soon um i'm gonna kind of see let me know what you think of kind of these shorter more bite sized episodes for these smaller topics like the bitcoin paradox and the investment tree and we'll see if i keep kind of going on this format or if i want to get back to, to those longer 30 45 minute kind of documentary style podcasts on some bigger more interesting investment topics or personal finance related topics And with that, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you found some value about what I call the investment tree. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I hope you've learned something here today. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.